Real talk. The daily devotional for today is prayer. What is prayer? Um, according to Billy Graham, prayer is a spiritual communication between man and God, a two-way relationship in which man should not only talk to God, but also listen to him. So again, remember we talked about in one of the moments to ponder that prayer is not a monologue, but a dialogue. So when you have a dialogue, you listen to respond and understand what the other person is saying. So Jeremiah 29, 12 says, when you call upon me, come and pray to me, I will hear you. And you know, one of my favorite scriptures is 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that when we ask anything according to his will, which is his word, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, we know that our petition is granted. You know, another space that talk about prayer. Let's just be real for a quick second. A lot of times when we're going through, prayer may not necessarily be the first thing that comes to our mind. Um, being retaliation <laughs> may be the first thing that comes to our mind. But even in the midst of your going through, you really have to quiet the voice. And every situation we go through, it allows us to see who's, whose voice are we really listening to. Um, you can't respond in the flesh. You have to really quiet. And it does take skill and it does take understanding and it does take practice. So every little thing that we go through is an opportunity for us to really take inventory about what are we thinking about and what are we praying about. Because Philippians 4 and 6 says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. How were you raised? Were you raised to pray? Um, were you raised to acknowledge? Were you raised to, in the morning, give thanks to God every morning? And then has it become a ritual or it's become a part of your life? Now, keep in mind, a ritual is just that. It's something that we do on a regular basis. But don't just pray. Make sure you understand why you're praying. Make sure you're understanding who you're praying to. Make sure you are getting in the word of God because everything is based upon the word of God. I remember when we were young, one of the things, we lived in the country. So we always went to Sunday school on Sundays. My mama always took us to Sunday school. And this is where we begin to really understand um, who God is and how we should respond to God and the reverence that we have from God. I think all of us can agree that we learned that growing up. But prayer is our dialect with God. Prayer is our connector to God. Prayer is how we get God's attention and the word of God is how he get our attention. But the thing is, when we are going through, we may not necessarily have our mind focused on prayer it is on what we are going through. So it really is a training that we have to do to ensure that we are doing what the word of God tells us in the season that we need to do it. But one of the things I understand is, and I think most of us understand that if you make it a part of your life, an essential part of your life, and don't just take it as something that you do, but you really spend time understanding I think at this point in our life, we all have grown and we've matured on learning how to pray and what to pray about. In everything, 
in everything give thanks. Whether it's a bad situation, whether you know, it feel like you can't take it, but that's an opportunity for God to be God. It's an opportunity for us to pray to our Father, which is in heaven, um, so that we can find help in the time of need and deliverance. We can be assured is on the way because of the word of God. Psalm 102 and 17 says, He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. Keep in mind that everything that we should do, the word of God tells us to everything, offer everything to God. Everything that we do should really be offered back to God so that God can take it and make it into what he wanted to be. So many times when we are praying about things, we are praying because it's what we want. But what is the father asking you, uh, asking of you? What is the word of God telling you about what you're praying? So it's so many places in the word that God tell us, um, that how we are to pray, um, what we're to pray for. Um, it's just so many different places. Matthew six and Matthew 26 and 41 says, watch and pray that ye not in enter into temptation but the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak so whatever you deposit into your body if you're praying every day then your natural response would be a spiritual one when you get into situations but when we don't make that uh, a habit or a daily part of our life it changes everything because now if we are not feeding our spirit with the Word of God when it's time to pray we're going to respond something different or we're going to have a different response, even though we were raised up on prayer and how we pray. And there's so many different kinds of prayer that we can do. But the first one, the general prayer is really what I want to focus on today. And then at the end, we will talk about some other ways and the purpose of other prayers. Acts 2 and 21 says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do we call upon the name of the Lord? By giving, giving him his word. How do we um, know that God hears us? Because we are praying the word of God. When you pray, it's not about... He, the word of God tells us that he's in every point touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But understand this. He is moved by his word. So if you really want God to move, research your situation and give him his word back to him. That is his food. That is that communication. He wants to fellowship, but we fellowship profoundly through the word of God. As you begin to really get into the word of God and what the word of God is saying, it changes everything. It changes our outlook. It changes our situation. But you can't just get into the word and pray the word. You have to believe the word. That's why the word of God tells us to hide the word in our heart that we might not sin against God. In other words, we said what we said and we know the proper response but when we get into the situation our response is totally different because we are not feeding our spirit man we are feeding the natural man or our eye gate or our ear gate what are you listening to what are you putting in and God is not expecting us to be perfect he's expecting us to be repentant he understands us more than we really understand so when it's time to pray just make sure that when it's time to get into the very presence of God, you spend some time going into the presence. He's the king. So just like if you read in Esther, there was preparation period to get into the presence of the king. This is our king of king and lord of lords. So prayer 
is the preparation to get into the very presence of God. How do we pray through the word of God, meditate on the word of God, get your song and just let it minister to your spirit. I'm talking about preparation. If you look at the book of Esther, they spent six months prepping the woman to even having one night with the king if she's going to be the concubine. They spent and they would bathe her and they would, it, six months, you guys, six months. But the word of God, Jesus has died on the cross so that we don't have to wait that long to come into the presence of the Lord. The word of God tells us to come boldly, in other words, in confidence, knowing that as we pray, God hear us because he is, we are giving him the language that he loves, which is his word. So if you give him the language that he loves, which is his word, you can be assured that anything you ask the father is going to be given unto you. Sometimes, understand that sometimes, sometimes, sometimes things catch us so off guard. And that's why the word of God tells us that there are legions of angels that are assigned to our life to guard us, to protect us, to fight for us, to rage in battle for us. The whole purpose of releasing the angels. And how do we release the angels? By speaking the word of God. Keep in mind that whatever we speak out of our mouth, there is space and opportunity for it to be manifested. And the very angels of God go and get what God has decreed and declared about our life through our prayer to manifest it in our life. It doesn't mean we're not going to go through things. It just means that we have a full assurance that our answers will be yea and amen because of our prayer language with God. Luke 6, 27 and 28. Luke 6, 27 and 28 says, But I say unto you which hear, love your enemies, do good to them that hate you, bless them that curse you, and pray for them which despitefully use you. Now let's talk about being used for a second. Me personally, I like to know that I'm being used on the front end. <laughs> In other words, if someone calls me and they only call me for what they need, then I already know that I'm being used because that's the only time they call. But if I genuinely feel like someone loved me and cared for me, and I don't realize it until the end that they are really just using me, that changes everything. But again, I have to stay, and we all have to stay up under the blood. Keep in mind when we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our life, it's truly when our battle um, begin. Prayer should be a regular part of our life. Pray in the morning, pray in the evening, pray everything in everything, give thanks. So if, he, if, if in everything we're giving thanks, that means we also need to pray about everything as well. It's, I believe it is a spiritual light bulb that needs to come home, come on, especially in this season of our lives. So many times we just going about just doing good, going about just doing whatever it is we're doing. But do you see the spiritual implication what is going on in our society. There are so many of us that are scared. There are so many of us that are nervous. There are so many of us that just feel like, oh my God, what my life is doomed. But the truth of the matter is, as we begin to pray and really stay in the presence of the Lord, we will realize that the word of God is just bringing forth those things that God has already spoke about. John 15 and seven says, abide in me and my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and I'll, it will be done to you. Y'all, it's so much assurance in the word of God. It's so much for 
casting in the word of God. It is so much, um, it's so much power in the very word of God. And as we begin to pray, the Holy Spirit is the one that would give us utterance for what we need to, because we don't even know how to articulate what's really going in. Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore, I tell you, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, it will be yours. Let's go over that again. Therefore, I tell you, whatsoever you ask in prayer. So you're saying you ask him for that job or you asking God to provide a way. Now, sometimes when we pray about certain things, it may not look the way we think it should look. But if it doesn't look that way, that's because the Holy Spirit is perfecting something in us. And now because it doesn't look the way we think it should look, we are a little bit upset because of the fact that it doesn't look the way we look. But which eyes are you looking out of? Are you looking out of your natural eyes or are you looking out of your spiritual eyes? In 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, it says, pray without ceasing. That means when things are good, when things are bad, when things are indifferent, when you don't understand it, when you can't understand it, pray. In other words, the Holy Spirit will guide us to all truths. Okay? So just know that everything is a yea and amen in the word of God, but it doesn't mean that yea and amen is today. It doesn't mean it's tomorrow. Some things will be yea and amen today, but it may not for other things. It may not be yea and amen for tomorrow simply because God is in front of us and he knows what we can receive and what's going to happen. So when he sees us and we are praying, the blood covers us in every situation. So it lets us know that we can stumble and still go in the right direction because of whose we are and who we are. And God knows that because we are living in the very word of God, that whatever we do, he knows that we are in this natural body. So he's not expecting us to be perfect. Again, that's why the Holy Spirit is with us. And sometimes we don't even listen to the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a perfect example. When I was going through, yes, I know to pray. I just didn't want to hear that. Yes, I knew what to do, but I just did not want to hear that because I felt so broken in my flesh. But my spirit had to really take control. And because of my relationship with God, my natural response was to go to the Father in prayer. But keep in mind, you guys, that don't always work. And it doesn't mean that we're not saved. It just means that we need some spiritual guidance. And it's okay to get that spiritual guidance. Just know that don't go to people that are ungodly for spiritual guidance. They don't know what they're talking about. And again, most of the time, we're always going to people that are on our same level. Go to someone that is really God's man, God's woman, and get counseling for what you're going through so you don't have to keep going through that thing. Um, Romans 8, 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit help us in all our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So yes, God helps us. It doesn't matter what your weakness is. God helps you. If you ask him, he is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to throw himself. He's not going to bombard. We are free moral agents. So though we have the power and authority and the knowledge of what we're supposed to do, he's not going to make you do that. Because you have the right to choose whether you want to do evil or whether you want to do good. Okay? 
So understand that in all of our situations, it's going to be times that we're not going to want to hear anybody talking about <laughs> God. But as we begin to just really slow down and have that intimate moment, we'll realize that he's the answer for all our issues and for all our troubles. Matthew 6. Go to your room, shut the door, and pray for your father who is in secret. Pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. It is so beautiful to be able to go to the very God, the very God of the universe, and to be able to commune and have a conversation. Um it changes everything because my confidence now is in the word of God. Luke eleven nineteen, and I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. I cannot stress enough. Um, I remember going through my valley experience, but I feel like I was prepped to go through that valley experience. I just didn't know it. Um, my mom always took us to church and I trusted God and I was a, a natural believer of what people say, but my mental and spiritual toughness need to toughen up because I always took people at their word. I, as a matter of fact, for a long time, I never believed that there were evil people in the world. Okay. I know, I know, but I didn't, I didn't. It wasn't until well into my adult years that the Holy Spirit revealed that there are naturally evil people in the world. And I know we hear it and we see it on TV, but sometimes we just don't see it in our lives. So we just assume that it doesn't exist, but that's not true. And that's why it's so important to stay up under the blood, to pray, always pray and everything, give, give thanks and pray because you don't know what God is keeping us from. There are legions of angels that are assigned to our life. And keep in mind that if God give us everything we wanted, we probably would run ourselves right into the hole. But instead, he have angels that are assigned to our life. And the Holy Spirit is assigned in our life to guard us to all truth. And knowing that, we can have full confidence in what the word of God says about every situation and any situation in our life. James 5 and 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person has great power and it is working. So, but understand that there are certain people you probably should not be revealing your sin to because again, Everybody don't understand the spiritual implications of the natural things that go on. So make sure that if you have an accountability person, that they are in the word of God, that they are connected to wise counsel. Because everybody that we share our experiences with, sometimes they can't handle it. And that's why the Holy Spirit is there to help us and to guide us to all truth. So understand that our reaction is not always going to be to pray given certain situations but as you begin to condition your spirit and that's why you feed your spirit as you begin to condition your spirit then that automatically becomes your first response um god is such a loving god he always 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 have our best interests at heart and just know that sometimes when he don't allow things it's because he's keeping us from some things 
the word of God tells us that there are legions of angels that are assigned to our lives to guard us, to protect us, to fight for us, to rage in battle for us. And as we begin to get into the word of God, so whatever it is that you are seeking God for, write the vision down and make it plain. Okay, meditate upon that word, the word of God, so that you can see that not only can you get help, but whatever you ask God for with confidence, in other words, it's not just for selfish motive or you want it because you want to um, make your neighbor envious or, okay, that's not why. Everything that God allowed for us is to the furthering of the kingdom to bless us. Keep in mind that as we get riches and you get wealth and status, it's for the kingdom so that God can do what he needs to do and put you on the platform on the platform you need to be on so that he can get the glory about the situation prayer is another thing it's a platform that we have with god that there is nothing and no one in between you and the father of the universe the our heavenly father oh my god there is nothing in between you and your father as you begin to pray now, there are different prayers that we pray um, when we talk about warfare. Then that means get those scriptures and just go at it. Sometimes God calls us as intercessors. When we're interceding, that means we are interceding for our families. We're interceding for the community. We're interceding for the world. But I don't want to get into all of that. I want us to understand the basic nature of prayer. Um, Matthew 26 and 41 told us to watch and pray that you do not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So again, God already knows this. That's why he left the Holy Spirit here to guide us to all truth. But we cannot continuously do opposite of what the word of God says. Pray opposite and focus on ourselves and think that our prayer life is going to be what it need to be. It's not going to. And we have to get to the point where we really allowing God to lead us and the Holy Spirit to lead us so that we can pray the right prayer for the right reason and get the right results through the word of God. Ephesians 6 and 18 says, pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Pray at all times in the spirit. What does that mean in your heavenly language? Listen, when you first start with your heavenly language, it's going to sound funny because it's not something that you regularly do. But as you begin to get into the presence of the Lord and ask the Lord for your heavenly language, that means, y'all, that channel of prayer now, it shoots straight to heaven. Your heavenly language is that direct. It's like God is sitting in front of you and he's hearing what you are saying and you guys are conversating because of his spirit in you and you in the spirit. Prayer and supplication is so important in everything for our nation. So even if you don't like the president, it's our job to pray for every person in the nation, especially those in authority over us, like the president of the United States, your pastor, your legislator, um, your city council, your town council, everybody that's in any position of authority. First Timothy 2, 1 and 4 says, supplications, make sure prayers and supplication and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people, 
for kings and all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceable life. In other words, America, as we get together and pray for this president, the word of God tells us the heart of the king is in God's hand and God can do anything he wants to at any time he wants to. But understand that us getting together, the word says the prayer of one availeth much. So one put a thousand to flight. Can you imagine what happens when this whole nation is praying? I promise you what's in the atmosphere will go back to where it came from. So prayer is your language. Prayer is your weapon of choice. Prayer is the very thing that will change everything about your life. It can transcend anything. It can transcend nations. It can transcend world. It can transcend rooms. It can transcend any place and it will hit every place that you need it to hit. Just understand the purpose of prayer is for you to have a clear connection between you and your heavenly father. The purpose of the prayer is to make sure that our nation, make sure our families, make sure our world is doing and living up to the expectation of God. It doesn't mean that everybody's always going to do what they're supposed to do, but what it does mean that the children of God will be protected because of whose we are and who we are connected to. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That when we ask anything according to his will, he hear us. And if we know that he hear us, and we know he hear us by the very words that we speak, because those are his words being given back to him. Real Talk, a family affair, Dr. Hancock.